This is The Reality. Hello to you once again. Welcome to The Reality. My name is Dudley Anderson. So good to be with you. The Reality is a half-hour talk show talking about the reality of life as found in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I'm going to be giving you an email address later on in the show and encourage you to write in to me. If you have any questions as you listen up to today's program, I'd love you to write in and ask those questions and chat with me and we can pray together. Stay tuned for that. But today on The Reality, we're going to be speaking to New York Times best-selling author John Burke. John wrote the book Imagine Heaven, stories of NDEs or near-death experiences experiences of people who've been declared clinically dead but yet have experienced a life after death so these people by our terms were clinically dead and they have a near-death experience what they commonly say is i i left my body i i had a spiritual body and i was still myself and they come to a place of exquisite beauty but experienced in new dimensions of both time and space and, and, and so these things all just fit together in such an amazing way. And also, you realize how real it is and that this is the life to live for. John has conducted extensive research into NDEs. Originally an engineer, John spent many years of his life collating and comparing near-death experiences. He compares the commonalities of near-death experiences to what Scripture says about the biggest questions of heaven, life, death and hell. John Burke is also the senior pastor of Gateway Church in Austin, Texas. Well, my pleasure today to have on Skype on The Reality, John Burke. Really good to have you today, John. Uh, author of the book, Imagine Heaven, which is really all about people who have died and come back to life and had experiences of heaven or NDEs, near-death experiences. Amazing stuff. We're going to be talking about that in just a minute. But this program, The Reality, is all about the reality of Jesus in your life. John, how did you find Jesus as Lord and Savior? Well, interestingly, it, it actually connects to um, this book I wrote, Imagine Heaven. It goes way back um, when I was still an agnostic. B- before I went into ministry, I was an engineer. So I have a kind of a skeptical, I got to understand why, analytical brain. And I just didn't know if God really existed. I thought Jesus was probably, you know, just a legend, a myth. Um and my dad was dying of cancer, and someone gave him the very a book on the very first research on what's called near-death experiences. And I saw it on his bedroom table, and I picked it up, and I started thumbing through it, and I read the whole thing in one night. Wow. And, and I said to myself, oh my gosh, like, maybe this God, Jesus stuff is real. Like, could this be actual evidence? Because... Um, it was, it was telling about, uh, there, I think there were about 100 people uh, that, that, uh, that this guy had studied who had clinically died. So heartbeat stops, brain waves cease, and yet they, when they're resuscitated, they come back talking about the same experience of a life to come, more real than this life. Many of them experienced this God of light and love. Many of them knew he was Jesus. Some of them saw him as Jesus. And I, I read all this, and it just, 
there were some reasons that it made me say this could be real evidence and um and that opened me up and and so i started to explore and it was uh, probably a year and a half or so later that i actually started to understand like started to read the bible and and ask questions with knowledgeable christians and mm-hmm. and i was and i actually came to faith in christ and for you know i i ended up going from a career in engineering uh into ministry um but over the last 30 plus years, I've just had this curiosity of what are these near-death experiences and how do they relate to the Bible? Mm-hmm. And, and I've, you know, I've given talks on it over the years, but I've now studied well over a thousand cases of people clinically dying and resuscitating and having had an experience like this. And finally, in, in 2015, um, I decided to write about what I had, what I'd been seeing, and you know some of the pieces of the puzzle felt like came together for me, mm-hmm. and so I wrote "Imagine Heaven," really showing that the God of the Bible and the heaven of the Bible, what it's been talking about all along, aligns with the common experiences that these people are reporting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and not always not always their interpretation of their experience, which we can talk more about if you want, but. Mm-hmm. But, but the common reported experience so aligns with, with the Bible, it's unbelievable. And that's what I was trying to show, um, you know, how those two go together and really reveal this amazing God who, uh, who loves us and uh, offers um, relationship as a free gift. And that's what he was doing through Christ. Mm. Amazing. So your let's say your your conversion to Christianity. You said you were agnostic, and agnostic isn't just somebody who doesn't believe in God. They try to disprove God mostly. Um, and so you were converted to faith in Jesus Christ by reading stories of people who had experienced heaven. What what actually convinced me was um, was understanding what God did throughout history, okay. saying, "Here's how you'll know it's me." And then he did it. Oh, and, okay. and that combined with the evidence of near-death experiences, both together, uh, just it brought me to a point where finally I was like, well, I can deny all this Jesus stuff. But in my heart of hearts, I know it's true because there's so much evidence. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, then, you know, evidence alone doesn't make you uh, uh, want to give your life to God. I, I still had to make that decision, which is more of a heart decision. Yes, Yes, good stuff. Amazing. Let's talk a little bit about NDEs now. You've uh, vaguely described what it is. An NDE, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, John, is when somebody dies, is clinically dead, is that correct? Are they literally dead when they, when they experience this? Well, yes. And, and I will say that um, it's called, it was, it was labeled near-death experiences because in some cases the person can't be confirmed to be clinically dead when they have a similar experience. But in Imagine Heaven, I really focus on clinical death. And, and the definition of that is that, you know, their heart stopped beating and, you know, within, within seconds, you know, within 30 seconds, your brain waves cease as well. So these people, by our terms, were clinically dead. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one thing I think is important to note is that they were not fully biologically dead. 
and I think this is one of the things that I've realized is that this near-death experience is some something in between full biological death and and life on Earth. Okay, um, and that's an important that was an important key interpretive key for me right. uh, in writing Imagine Heaven, understanding that. Okay, but so yes, so they are, but by by our estimation, and we're talking, you know, I've interviewed people who have evidence like medical records not just minutes clinically dead hours um and 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 some many hours uh-huh. clinically dead right so uh, what would be the difference then between uh, an nde and uh, say uh, a dream where as as i'm sure you've had that that neither state between awake and sleep when you're drifting off to sleep uh, almost like dying so to speak uh, in that neither state you have a vision or a dream of of paradise or a vision of, of heaven what's the difference between these experiences and a vision or a dream yeah it's vastly different um so for instance uh one of the things that really convinced me when when people clinically die um, and they have a near-death experience, what they commonly say is, I, I left my body, but I still had a body. Um, I, I had a spiritual body, and I was still myself, fully me, in fact, more alive than I've ever felt before, not, not just with five senses, more like with 50 senses. Mm-hmm. And they commonly say that they were up above their body, but still in the room where the resuscitation was taking place. And so when they come back to their body, they're able to account for things and give ver- veridical evidence that they saw something they should not have seen because they're, they had no brain waves. They were unconscious. And yet they were observing the medical team, what they did, things happening in the room, sometimes traveling and seeing things happening outside the room in a hallway. Um, and when they come back, they are able to report these things that if this was just a dream or hallucination or drug induced or something like that, they would not have been able to report on. Mm. And, and by the way, um, you know, this has been studied in the medical community. I, I write in, in chapter two of imagine heaven, skeptical doctors and the afterlife. And I talk about the evidence that convinced me as an engineer is the same evidence that's convinced many skeptical doctors um, who and and there have been over, you know, just so you know, you know, like for instance, the um, uh, European Academy of Neuroscience uh, reported recently on a 35-country study, and and they found that 10% of people reported having had a near-death experience. Hmm. And the Gallup poll in America years ago did a survey and and found um, one out of 25, more like 5%. I actually think the five percent is 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 closer to reality for the for clinical death and resuscitation, but the the point being, this is millions of people, and there have been over nine hundred scholarly articles published in peer-reviewed journals like the Journal of the American Medical Association, The Lancet, you know Europe's most prestigious medical journal, Psychiatry. Um, for instance, in The Lancet. Um, Dr. Pim van Lommel, who is a, a Dutch cardiologist, published a, a, about a, a story about a man who was found in a park in Holland, brought into the ER, unconscious. His heart had stopped beating. They didn't know how long he was, he was clinically dead. 
Um, but they went to shock his heart. And one of the nurses noticed that they, he had dentures. So he took the dentures out and put it in the lower drawer of the crash cart. Hmm. And then they intubated him, shocked his heart, got his heart started again, but he never became conscious in the ER. They put him in another room in the hospital and a week later he came to. And he sees that nurse and he says, that's the nurse who knows where my lost dentures are. <laughs> And then he goes on to explain that he was there in the ER watching wow. and he described the doctors and the nurses and what they wore and how that one nurse put his dentures in the lower drawer of that cart with all the bottles on it. And that's where they found them. <laughs> that's incredible. That's absolutely Well, right. and there's story after story after story of this. But, but not only that, there's studies done showing that NDEs, when they make these observations, 92% of them, they found, of the observation, the many observations they may make, 92% are completely accurate. Another 6% mostly accurate, maybe a few details missing. Only, only one case or 2% of the, of the study was inaccurate. And so this is, this is amazing accuracy yeah. for claiming these things. Now, one other thing, just on the, on the biblical side, I think the Apostle Paul may have actually had a near-death experience. Because if you think about it, in, in Acts chapter 14, it says that while he was in Lystra, the mob turned on him, they stoned him to death, and dragged him out of the city thinking he was dead. Mm -hmm. And then the believers gathered around and prayed for him, and Paul gets up and goes back into the city and goes again, <laughs> which I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back in and keep, <laughs> keep trying with people who just stoned me to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then, interestingly, Paul, in 2 Corinthians 12, is talking about himself when he says, 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Only God knows. Why doesn't he know? Well, because we still have a body, a spiritual body. And we're still ourselves. Mm -hmm. And he says, but I was taken up into paradise, and I saw and I heard things inexpressible. And then, and then Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 15, you know, he talks about, the, the, the body is buried in, um, in dishonor, but it's raised in honor. It's buried in weakness, but it's raised in dunamis, is the word, power. Mm. And that's what these NDEs say. They're new, new powers of, of, of vision, of hearing, of, of communication, of sight and sound, um, new senses. And then he says it's buried a, a, a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. Wow. Yeah. And so that's what I'm showing in, in um, Imagine Heaven. I'm showing that all these things that commonly all around the world near-death experiencers are reporting, it's right there in the scriptures. Now, most people haven't done a systematic study of what to expect in the life to come through the Bible, but that's, that's what I'm doing. And I'm showing like it perfectly aligns. Mm, it's fascinating. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that in just a minute. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us today on The Reality. We're going to take a little break and get back after this. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner.
If you've just joined us, hearty hello, I'm Dudley Anderson. You're listening to The Reality. It's a half-hour talk show talking about the reality of life as found through Jesus Christ. This program is also podcast at the website surereality.net. Please feel free to pop in there and have a listen once again. Today we're talking about life after death. This is the life to live for. We're talking to author and pastor John Burke. John wrote the book Imagine Heaven, a collection of stories of people who have died and experienced heaven or experienced life after death, NDEs as they are known, or near-death experiences. John has shared how he was a professional man, an engineer. In fact, he was agnostic about the things of God until he read a book on NDEs. Stories of people and their experiences of life after death who were declared clinically dead convinced John that there was more to life than simply physical existence. Well, speaking to John Burke today, John has shared a little bit about how he's researched thousands of people who've experienced death or clinical death, having died physically, their bodies ceased operating. And at this point, they experienced a supernatural encounter with God Almighty in that their spiritual bodies were translated from the physical body into a heavenly reality. And John, in his book, Imagine Heaven, compares these experiences to what the Bible says about physical death, spirituality, and life after death. It reminds me of Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, where Paul, under the anointing of God's Spirit, writes, he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Jesus is called the life. He is the author of life. Faith in him opens up the promise of eternal life, life after death. Therefore, in this life I live here and now, I live for Christ, sharing the gospel, helping the needy, and seeking the face of God. To live is Christ. However, there is a glory and a beauty that exists for every believer after this life. To die is gain. And so if we've said anything today that's just raised a question in your heart, if you'd like to know more about life and the life that we find in Jesus Christ, I encourage you to drop me a note. Write to me, dudley at surereality.net. Write me an email, dudley at surereality.net. We continue to talk to John Burke today for The Reality. I was speaking to John Burke today on the reality about near-death experiences or NDEs. And uh, John, you've really explained some amazing stuff to us already. What is what is that process? You know, in your book, you describe how the spirit man leaves the, the physical man and sort of ascends up towards the ceiling of the room. Is this common? What is what is the process of an NDE? Yeah. yeah, let me tell you some some of the commonalities. And, and in Imagine Heaven, I point out actually about 40 commonalities that are in scripture, but I'll give you the, the big ones. Um, typically, so the person leaves their body, they might be in the room, and, and by the way, not everyone is exactly the same, but they have these overlapping commonalities, which actually is stronger testimony. You know, if you, if you have in a court of law, 10 people who say exactly the same things, well, that's collusion usually. Mm-hmm. But if you have 10 people who say, slightly different perspectives of overlapping things, that's the strongest testimony. And that's what you have with NDEs. Hmm. So commonly then they will travel. Um, some say it's through a tunnel, uh, but, but sometimes the tunnel varies. Uh, it's a dark tunnel or it's a tunnel of light. Sometimes they're traveling on a pathway, uh, almost like, like through Earth's atmosphere out into the the atmosphere. It's like they're in a world that is 
the way I like to describe it is imagine if our life being lived right now is actually being lived on a two-dimensional flat black and white painting on your in your living room. And death means separation. So when you die, imagine being peeled off that flat black and white painting and suddenly your two-dimensional image is experiencing three dimensions of, of the room all around you and color. And you're seeing the world you lived in because it's contained within this bigger reality. And now imagine being pressed back into that flat world, coming back to life in a two-dimensional black and white world. And you have to describe three dimensions of color, but in two-dimensional black and white terms. And mm-hmm. that, I'm convinced, is exactly what these people are trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so this, this travel is I you know I, I I liken it almost to like a wormhole you know mm. that science talks about from <laughs> one dimensionality to another, and they come to a place of exquisite beauty, not unlike Earth. It's their mountains and trees and forests and valleys and water and you know just incredible beauty, but experienced in new dimensions of both time and space. So, for instance, like what what Peter says in. Um, Second Peter 3, 8, to the Lord, uh, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. I mean, in the ear, say almost the exact same thing about time. That time doesn't work the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was an instant or if it was years. They'll say things like that. Or they'll say time stopped or time, there was still time, but you had all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the Bible mm-hmm. anticipates. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in, this, in this place of, of incredible beauty as well, um, they, they experience colors far beyond our color spectrum. Uh, now, that also makes incredible sense because they, they also say the light that lights up everything is not shining. There's not a sun shining on things. They say there's light coming out of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not light like our light. It's light that is love and life altogether. And commonly, they'll, they'll say that. Interestingly, even blind people. So I interview three people I write about in Imagine Heaven who were blind from birth. But when they clinically died and had this experience, they could see. Mm-hmm. And fascinatingly, blind people see and experience the same commonalities in their near-death experience that sighted people do. Mm-hmm. So like Vicky, this one person she's seen she's in this beautiful garden like setting um and there's light she said that is love coming out of the birds and out of the trees and out of the flowers and even out of the people and there's this large welcoming committee of people coming toward her that's another commonality commonly there are our relatives who have passed on ahead of us or close friends who have passed on and and she sees all this light coming out of everything and, and then she sees a, a, a person brighter than the sun, brighter than anybody, but not hard to look at. And she turns and looks, and there's Jesus. Oh. And, and this is a commonality as well, that, that God is, is seen as, as brighter than the sun and yet doesn't burn your eyes. But they know, if I were in my human body, I'd be toast right now. <laughs> and, and some of them describe it as imagine being... Uh, one doctor I interviewed said, imagine being five foot from the source of a nuclear explosion, but it's a nuclear explosion of love like you've never felt before. Wow, amazing. But it looks like a nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. I know. That's fascinating. So all these things, now it, it, all these are in the Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah. So if you think about it, 
Isaiah chapter 60 and Revelation 21, um, it says in heaven, there is no sun or moon for the, the glory of God is its light. In Revelation 21, it says, for God is, is the, the light and the lamb, Jesus, is the lamp and the nations will walk in that light. That's exactly what near-death experiencers are reporting, that this light is coming out of everything. But it's not just light, it's also love. But of course, Jesus said, God is love. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And, and, and so these things all just fit together in such an amazing way. And what I was trying to show is by, you know, by the end of the book, you feel like, oh, I've been there. But also, you realize how real it is and that this is the life to live for. Hmm. And, and we're on assignment here and we need to be faithful to our assignment here. Um, but this really, the, we need to live this life in light of the real life that we were made for. And one more commonality, by the way, that points that out is in God's presence, um, many times God will give the person a life review. And what this is, and, and it, it can come in different forms, but basically they relive their lives. They watch their entire lives. Sometimes it's not their entire lives, but many times their entire lives. And they're watching themselves interact throughout their lives, but they're not, and they're not only remembering their own thoughts and feelings, they're also experiencing the thoughts and feelings of everyone they interacted with. And what God, they come back consistently saying is God is love, a love like you've never known before. He knew me better than I knew myself. I never wanted to leave his presence. This is, this is common. But they also said in the life review, he was trying to show me that love is what matters most. That love is the key and how we treat one another really does have a ripple effect through humanity that we don't even see, but one day we will. This is incredible stuff, uh, and and uh, I encourage folk to get a hold of your book, um, Imagine Heaven by John Burke. But John, you're also a pastor of a church. Has this experience and this uh, research translated into your ministry as a pastor? Well, yes. I mean, it's it's translated into my whole walk with the Lord. I don't think I would be a pastor except that all of this just showed me together. Um, you know, sometimes we read things like God is love. But if you grew up not feeling loved, or you grew up in a very abusive home or things like that, uh, that doesn't even compute. And, and part of hearing these people's description over and over and over again really brought color to the black and white words, God is love, mm. you know, in a way that, that really changed me and made me want to help other people see uh, this God of love has, has offered us forgiveness through what he did through Christ so that anyone anywhere at any time can turn back to him and accept his forgiveness and, and, and let him be the God of our lives. And he gives us this assurance that we are in relationship, right related to him forever. And he does that so he can walk with us through life. It's really astounding. Mm. Wonderful. John Burke, thank you so much for joining us today on The Reality. We pray God's richest blessing upon your work and ministry. Thank you indeed. 
today on The Reality, we've been speaking to John Burke, author of the book Imagine Heaven, available where books are sold. If you have any questions about what we've spoken about, I would love to hear from you. Please write me an email, dudley at surereality.net. Any comments or questions, perhaps you need some prayer, email me, dudley at surereality.net. You've been listening to The Reality, half-hour talk show talking about the reality of Jesus. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. You can support us by becoming a vision partner at our website, surereality.net. Simply click on the menu option, Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you, as always, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless. God bless.